Returning to Tradition is a production of Weather Media. The views expressed in this podcast are those speaking the podcast world and make every effort to present truthful understanding. What we discuss, the podcast not necessarily represents the views of the Diocese of Columbus or Pacific College Josephine. Enjoy today's show and please follow the podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Returning to Tradition. I am your host, Chris Sixon, joined with... You're more affluent host and verbally illiterate Emma Singletary because yeah. Chris can't talk today guys <laughs> it's okay it's because Emma's making us record later than usual so um, oh yeah it's almost his bedtime it's like two oh it's 308 dude you better be in bed yeah it's 408 here um anyways uh Today we're at episode four, the last episode in the new stages of priestly formation, uh, the vocational synthesis stage, uh, before we begin our Lenten series beginning next Wednesday. Uh, so Woo-hoo! number one is our review session. So let's have a review. What is the first stage? <laughs> I hate this. Uh, Propadue. Yeah, there you go. You answered it wrong oh my last gosh, week. I got it wrong you got it right time. this week. So here we are at the propedeutic stage, the first stage focused on human formation and all that uh, fun stuff. Um, yeah, required yeah. 12 months for all entering seminarians or longer if the bishop so decides. Um, <laughs> then the second stage is what? Uh, discipleship, formation. Yeah, discipleship. So that's college philosophy. You're learning uh, that uh, all, all the things you can about philosophy because philosophy is the handmaiden of theology. And as um, as any of the formators here will tell you, uh, philosophy is arguably becoming more important in pastoral ministry in pastoral ministry than theology is. Um, so that is interesting because that's why is that that's the cultural shift of things at the moment but Mm -hmm. that's not the topic of today's episode the third stage is what oh we did it last week um oh let's rip my computer just fell um we did it last week it was the yeah, um, I, I don't know. I don't, the I don't configuration remember. stage. Ah, the configuration phase. Become more like Jesus. That's when you get to start practice baptizing babies. Yeah, so, uh, sure, kind of, sort of. But mainly that happens <laughs> during this next stage, which is the vocational synthesis stage. Uh, so The this, growing phase. This one is kind of weird because it depends on what your bishop wants to do and what your seminary is doing. Um, and it can last anywhere from from six months. It has to last at least six months as a deacon uh, to perhaps even longer than that, uh, up to a year or more. Um, but, but generally it's six months. So you're going to finish theology one way or another, whether that takes, or the configuration stage one way or another, whether that takes three and a half years or four years, or something in between. Um, then you have to be a deacon 
for six months in a parish. And what you do with that six months kind of is dependent on what you did in the configuration stage, from my understanding of things. Hmm. Now, explain, like, the relationship. Like, how does it depend on it? Yeah. So, um, if, if, for example, you do the configuration stage for only three and a half years, uh, you'd probably only be able to do one degree instead of, like, now if you do it for four years, you get anywhere from one to three degrees depending on what you're doing. Um, so you'd only be able to get one degree and you do all your practice stuff at in your home diocese uh so you'd be ordained a mm. deacon in december and you'd practice mass confession all of that in your home diocese before being ordained a priest six months later in around june um the alternative scenario um is that you stay in seminary for the last half year of the configuration stage to make it four total years kind of like it is right now um, and you still might be an or- ordained a deacon after the first three and a half years. So, uh, for example, at my seminary, they're likely going to ordain guys at the end of the three and a half years anyways. Um, and then if your bishop wants to keep you for another half year to get another degree or two, he can. Otherwise, he'll keep you in the home diocese and and teach you how to do all of those practices that you will have to learn how to do uh, as a priest and so if if you decide if your bishop decides for you to stay then you do all those practices here in the seminary finish out the other degree or two if if you need to and then you'd still have to do six months as a deacon back in your home diocese and that means that at the earliest, you'd be ordained a deacon in mid-December, or ordained a priest, rather, in mid-December of the following year. Mm. So it's a lot of, like, we'll see how it ends up shaking out. Um, yeah. And it's going to be a little weird because it's going gonna, it's gonna to have a whole overhaul of the configuration stage to fit the new idea basically of a vocational synthesis stage yeah so okay that kind of brings me to a question that i've had um which i was looking at we have you know a a list of all the seminarians on our like at the desk at the church and so i was just looking at it and they have different like you can have like pre-theology theology two theology three now like those type of things is that the degree that they're getting, or is that how far along in the process they are? That's that's kind of like the old version of how far along in the process you are. Um, so, uh, like, okay. I, for example, am in uh, am, am in pre theology one right now, which means so we kind of talked about You're at the new. beginning is that there's three different things that you currently can be when you first enter seminary you're either in college you're in pre-theology or you're in undergraduate pre-theology and all of those you have to do one of them and only one of them before entering theology they're going to be combined Mm -hmm. into a thing called the discipleship stage um which you may have heard of if you've listened to the podcast um (gasps) 
<laughs> and um, basically, it's the degree of how far along you are. So, uh, undergraduate pre-theology is four years, but usually guys will skip a year or two of that, uh, especially if they have some other college credits. Uh, college is four years, although it might be three years if you're coming in with like a lot of APs for your uh, your gen heads. And then pre-theology has to be two years. No, no matter what, that first thing has to be two years, and it'll now be the second thing, and it still has to be at least two years. Yeah. So, uh, and then the other thing you may see is, is uh, theology, and that's all the older guys. That currently takes four years. Again, that'll be soon called the configuration stage. Uh, yeah, and then, which we covered last week. There's a two other options uh, or things that the bishop can make you do or require generally for all the seminarians, uh, and those are a pastoral years and spirituality years. Um, and so the spirituality year is a lot like the propedeutic year, from my understanding, a focus on prayer and scripture and whatnot. Um, and mm-hmm. then the... the, the uh, pastoral here is a lot like the vocational synthesis stage but you aren't a cleric yet so you can't really do anything except for like watch the priest you can help out in the parish in every single way imaginable except for the sacraments um so nice well and that's really interesting um and then kind of a follow-up question because i thought they were related but i'm now realizing they're not why like what would be the advantage of getting multiple degrees is it just to get more knowledgeable like what 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 would make a bishop say no i want the seminarian to stay and learn more versus i want to send this one out uh further studies need of priests in the diocese like any number of things so if like he needs priests quickly and he doesn't really you know need his priests to stay then yeah he wouldn't worry about that but uh, so there's three different degrees you can get in the configuration stage, and they are the Bachelor's in Sacred Theology, which basically is the starting degree to go to Rome for further studies, uh, which bishops mm. need. They need they need priests that are able to go to Rome and study canon law or liturgy or whatever crazy upper-level stuff they need priests for which is a lot of things uh so generally the smarter guys the the bishop the formators whoever will tell you you need to pursue this degree uh everybody right now gets the master of divinity degree um as kind of like the baseline um Mm -hmm. but again at my seminary that's going to be changing to the stv which i just mentioned um and the Master of Divinity will become one of those things that you can stay another six months for. And then the other degree you can get is the Master of Arts degree. And that's mainly meant as like an American degree. Um, if you're going to be a teacher or professor or seminary educator or something along those lines. Um, so there, it's all in how your bishop wants to use you. Okay. Well, and that, that makes a lot of sense. I was, because that, I mean, that answers a lot of questions, because I've got 
Um, I know people who have been to Rome or in people that are still in Rome right now. And I, I always did wonder, you know, like, what makes them cool enough to be able to go hang out with the Pope while everyone else here is still normal seminary. So that's interesting. So it's just more of at at the decision of the bishop of that diocese. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so really, according to the PPF, this is another thing that I don't think anybody has really given much thought to, although I could be wrong, and I probably am. Uh, so that's your disclaimer for what I'm about to say. Um, the The PPF basically, uh, my reading of it, uh, seems to indicate that the vocational synthesis stage actually goes to the first few years of priesthood as well. Uh, which makes sense oh. in my mind. So, like, your time as a parochial vicar, you're still being formed by whoever is your pastor there, uh, learning from him, learning how to mar- manage a parish, whatever else. That's my understanding of it. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think, again, from my reading of it, it's part of, like, the stages, um, you know, in synthesizing the vocation, one might say. Interesting. So that first couple of years, your priest could just say, eh, nope, I don't feel called to this anymore, and just dip even though he's already ordained. Is that what you're saying or no? Uh, no. Well, I mean, okay. plenty of guys do, in fact, leave the priesthood. But uh, no, it's meant it's like you're still learning. You aren't like, like... Already, right now, when you're first ordained a priest, they aren't making you a pastor of the biggest parish. Uh, and they aren't yes. making you a pastor in general, really, either. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of what that Okay, is. so it just means, like, you're a priest, but without the extent of the responsibilities that you will have in the future. Right, but that's already the case. Uh, yeah. I, I think... That's why I think there's not a lot of talk about it, because if you tell a priest, well, you're still in seminary formation, they wouldn't get too happy in the, about that. Because um, yeah. they are, in fact, ordained, ordained, and they yeah. possess all of the uh, all of the things that a, a priest 60 years old has, you know? Um, yeah. So, Except the old wisdom and knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that. But... <laughs> Yeah, so I I feel like it's kind of an interesting way of of how they'll end up phrasing that or putting it to use, and they probably won't call it the vocational synthesis stage. Um, Like, in in terms of when they're talking about guys who are already ordained priests, but the fact is the vocational synthesis stage is learning how to apply your vocation and... You don't enter it until you've been ordained a deacon. Um, yeah. So it's exclusively for clerics. And as we know, once you're a cleric, you're always a cleric. So them's the rules. Um, there you go. I mean, I think that go. makes some sense. So, Any uh, questions about the entire formation process dealio? Ooh, I feel like I just asked some of them. Um do you think you'll go to Rome? <laughs> um, I have been told by 
many people but none from my diocese that it is possible that I eventually go to Rome. Uh, probably you're... not as a seminarian because my diocese hasn't done that in a long time. Um, but as a priest, it's probably possible. Like, I'm decently smart, so I have that going, I guess. The, the fact is <laughs> you do what the bishop tells you. Uh, yeah. So, like, I don't, like, sending the room would be cool, but, like, I don't have a particular uh, need to study in Rome. And we have Except lots of priests really already cool. studying in Rome. Like, I don't, if there's not a need, I don't need to. But if, if I do, I mean, I'd go. But also, usually, the way that it happens is you're in a parish. You maybe get your first assignment as pastor you're there for a couple years and then the bishop says you're going to Rome. And so at that point you're kind of removed from the whole education thing and you're like, Oh cool. I'm being a pastor. I'm doing what I always wanted to do. And then then the the bishop's like, go to Rome. And so it's, it's a burden. A lot of priests see it as from my understanding it, not a bad thing, but like a thing that's difficult to deal with. So if the bishop tells me to go, I'll go. Um, but if he doesn't, then he doesn't, and we don't have to worry about it. Uh, but, I mean, I guess it's possible. Anybody could be sent to Rome, especially if they do well in school. And, you know, not that it's exclusively a school thing, but it pretty much is. So, Well, because if you're being you know. sent there strictly to study and gain more lo- knowledge to be able to... Um, like, there, there's a reason why you're going. It's not just so you could spend some time over there, you know? Right. Yeah, for so, sure. So I sense. think, yeah, it's, we we shall see what happens. Do I think that it's a possibility? Yes. Like, I've had a, a bishop, not my bishop, tell me that I could be sent to Rome. So Just say Archbishop Coakley. Just it say was not. Name. It was not him. <laughs> Although, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. It if I were in Oklahoma City, it wouldn't be impossible that, I mean, they send seminarians to Rome, so, you know. They do. Anything in could fact, happen. You never know. Yeah. You, you, you never know. You, you just never know. Um, that's pretty cool. Pretty oh, cool yeah. stuff. If you were yeah. to go, would you want to do liturgy? My guess is yes, because you love the liturgy. Yeah, if I, like, get to choose what I'm doing over there, yeah. That, Not canon sure. law? My mom would probably want me to do canon law. I, I wouldn't be opposed to canon law, I guess, but, like, I don't know. It, law's not... I don't know. It's cool, but it's not, like, the coolest, in my opinion. I could do it. Well, again, isn't it just being a priest lawyer? Whatever the bishop tells me to do. And we just like everyone to know that he is contractually obligated to say that. I am not necessarily contractually obligated. You kind of are, though. When okay, you take would I probably the oath have of obedience. If I didn't say that, maybe. Yes. But that's also <laughs> Would I not true. get to eat? <laughs> It's also the truth, so, like, <laughs> that's not the reason that I'm saying that. That's also, like, okay. Whatever yeah. you say, Christopher. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, 
burger. Nope. Yeah, that's cool, guys. There, there's the breakdown of uh, you know, everything. So there you go. I feel I feel pretty good about it. I it it definitely was very insightful. I've enjoyed this series of understanding, and I think it's cool to be able to understand it going into like as the church shifts to this a little bit different of a structure than they have had. So I think it'd be cool. Um, yep. How long do we think until the Archdiocese of Oklahoma gets to absorb this style? Do what now? Absorb the style, man. It made sense. You just got to go with it. <laughs> absorb the what style? The the structure of seminary like, like y'all are doing. Because um, we mean, still have done, that, like... It's done by individual seminary, and so my understanding, based off of what our rector has told us, all the seminaries are going to try to have something together by next fall. So theoretically, oh, everybody will be following the new program by August. By then. Um, if they are, fantastic. Um but I also wouldn't be surprised if it takes seminaries another year or two to completely get with it. Um, for example, like here, the propedeutic stage they're introducing this year, um, like this upcoming year in August, but the vocational census stage they aren't going to introduce until the, the first time when I enter Theology 1 is going to be the first time like it's actually the configuration stage. As things currently stand, again, anything can change, and uh, obedience and all that fun stuff. So, you know, yes. this is why we have the podcast. You guys can come with us along the way uh, as, <laughs> us, you know, we roll uh, with the punches. Yeah, the, the flexibility of seminary in life, guys. They just kind of got to go with the flow. Yeah, no, that's pretty awesome. Um, there you go. I wish we had like lists of questions from people who wanted to know answers, but we yeah, don't. Yeah, well, if we had more that. than than seven listeners per podcast, then you know maybe we, we could ask. We have more than that. Well, last time I checked, Sarah, last episode, Sarah has that. been. You have to edit this part out. You can't include that. <laughs> we currently have four You're listeners terrible. to our last la, episode. La, 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 la. <laughs> To be fair, I have not been listening, so... Oh, also, before we close out this episode, which we are, in fact, about to do, um, we have a big reveal to share with the class. What? Yep. Wait for it. What are we revealing? Well, get your phone text messages ready. And, uh... Oh. I'll just, you know, see what your reaction is. Oh! Woo! And uh, as you guys will see on this Dude! episode, we have a new logo. Um, that is so... Wait, did you make that? No. Uh, I'm not skilled enough to make such a thing. One of our friends did. Um, Who? So, shout out to Abby. Dude, we look like saints. <laughs> you know the picture of, like, uh, JP2 and Mother Teresa? Yeah. If if we do a good job with our lives, like, th- this could be our photo, man. <laughs> I'm joking. But, I mean, the goal is that we all become saints. So, but this yeah. is a, that that's, that's cool. And you're wearing your, this is when you're wearing your, uh, your monk outfit. So, 
It's called a a cassock, but I edited out, after Abby sent it to me, I edited out the collar because I probably shouldn't advertise that yet. Um, That you're a priest yet? Oh, wait, this is actually so cool. I love that. Okay, Emma, you can cry about it later. Let's close out the podcast. You can cry about it later. Okay, well, that's an exciting end to the podcast. I had no idea that was coming. Um, That's pretty cool. So, yeah, on this episode, we closed out our four-part series of the new stages of seminary um, with the vocational synthesis phase, which was as interesting as it sounds. Um, And, you know, just take the knowledge that you've learned from this series and kind of just – you know, see how your diocese starts to, to fit into this. This is the nature of having a universal church, and especially with the, the archbishops and the bishops of the U.S., you know, we all work in together. So it'll be interesting to see how this is implemented throughout the country. Um, but, yeah, pretty pretty fun episode. Come back next week. We're starting our Linton stage of the podcast. And we may or may not be having a bonus episode. So, Stay tuned. Um, that's it for returning to tradition. Over and out. The end. Da, da, da. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Returning to Tradition. <laughs> My name is your host, Chris Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> you doing all right over there, Chris? Okay, we're redoing that, it. Valentine's a little hard for the I seminarians. I said we never isn't redo it? it, but I'm redoing it.